out most of the gentlemen well and truly on now. A bit of a tough watch at times this past weekend, but here to review all the action with me, as per usual. On the other side of the line is Big Jim Watson. How are you doing, pal? Hello, very well. It, it, as you've said in the uh, little preview at the beginning, it was a very tough viewing at times. It's, it wasn't the best weekend of racing, uh, probably as a non-racing fan. Uh, but yeah, some good horses have run this weekend and we've seen, we've had ups, we've had downs and that's why we enjoy the sport of horse racing. Um, so yeah. I'm sure we'll touch upon the races later on. So yeah. Yeah, well we'll start with over at Ascot and we'll start with the one fifteen, the tenth material novices hurdle. Uh and Sporting John continuing his unbeaten career record, four out of four now, including his point win. This horse could be a Cheltenham contender, Jim. Yeah, this I was really, really impressed with this. Um you'd never have guessed, but I was Mr. Debonair's, uh, all over Master Debonair. Um, I thought the market got him wrong on the Friday. He was around the three to one shot, but Sporting John has easily brushed the field aside. Um, he jumped very, very well. I was in, that was the main thing that stood out for me was Sporting John's jumping. Um, he winged everything. Uh, he just got a little niggle coming around the bend to go and get his job done to pass Master Debonair, and he's soon flown on he's hit the line so strongly and in that ground there wasn't a lot that was hitting the hitting the line that strongly um very 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 impressed with his performance and it, i think he envoy allen's got something to think about now um i thought this performance puts him up there i think was a, i think he was about 10 to 1 for the Ballymore. um because yeah I, he's a he's a general now he's a general eight for the Ballymore. General tolls to the Supreme, but you'd you'd go up in trip. Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, he's 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 absolutely relished two mile three uh, on heavy ground here at Ascot. Um, I think he could be even better stepping up to two mile four. Um, I was really really impressed. Sporting John's not exactly been a horse that's I've rated fairly highly in his career so far, but this has certainly put him on the map to be. Um, something special. Pipe Smokers run very well uh, in second for Nicky Henderson. Um, he was third at Cheltenham previously behind Chantry House. I think Sporting John's better than Chant- Chantry House um, out of the Matt Manus and Henderson duo. Um, so, yeah, very good performance. Master Deminaire was disappointing. Uh, I don't think he stayed two mile three on that ground. His jumping fell apart a bit. Um, whether they go to Cheltenham now is a big question mark, but yeah, a very tidy race I think this is, and, and previous winners have been fairly decent at this race. Yeah, you, you just reeled some of them off before before we rang. Obviously, the key one being Yalarenke. But... <laughs> Yalarenke, uh, Finian's Rainbow, and Temps Four Two. Um, so yeah, some nice horses have come through this race. Yeah, I've I've, I've got the feeling spotting John might. Might not end up being and running in Welsh Grand Nationals and and Grand National Trials like the great Yalarenki has done. Uh, Jim, you liked Master De- Debonair ahead of it. You said you didn't think he'd he'd stay, but would he would he no longer be in mind for Cheltenham after this? Um, I wouldn't say he'd be no longer in mind. What what rating has he got? Um, I've just lost it. We're one five one going into this. Could you go handicap? Nah, I'd 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 find, I'd find that. No, I don't think that'll happen. I mean, you could, but I'd say unlikely. The fact that Tizard's got such a strong hand in the novices has made me think he might just want to. Although he, he likes to go Cheltenham Aintree, doesn't he, Tizard? Rather than. Cheltenham punches town, or, or, although he's, he did all three with Qcard. Um, if you look at his horses, he doesn't he doesn't mind skipping. I I think I'd prefer Master Debonair on a flatter track. Um, I think Aintree would be more up his street uh, over two miles. Big galloping two miles would be his thing on good better ground than that. But he needs to sort out his jumping. His jumping was poor. 
Yeah, I mean, he, he has won at Cheltenham before, but like, but like you say, I, could, I can see why you, why you would prefer him on a, on a bit of a flatter track. Uh, the next race Jim will touch on is the Sedexo Reynolds Town Novice Chase. Good race as well. Interesting race on paper. A lot of them seemingly pretty evenly matched. That wasn't the case though in the race itself. Copperhead. 17 length victory from two for Golden Danny Wisbang. They, they were the only three to get round. Uh, Jim, this horse is really, really progressive and looks to have a cracking chance of winning the National Chase if they go that route. Yeah, I was very, very impressed. Of course, you have to put the question marks to the form as the two market principals were very disappointing and looked like they'd never even jumped a fence before. Um, Copperhead travelled very well, just made a little error. I think it were at the third last. Um, but other than that, he's jumped perfectly. Uh, he's always been up there and he's a le- he's led going hitting the second from home and he's he's galloped up that running. And of of course I think you'd have to go for the national chase after this performance. Um John Joe O'Neill stands back up on the bridle after the last and, and he still looks like he's full of running four miles wouldn't scare well it's not is it? it's not four miles anymore is it three miles six and a half yeah um yeah certainly wouldn't put you off him for that very very good probably the only calling to our horse of the weekend Lewis, that i didn't back <laughs> which is typical blasphemy that jim um two for gold once again just run solid uh he's so likable too for gold um he looked quite clearly beat i'd say with a, a mile to go but he's just carried on plodding he suits david bass so much because david bass's riding styles i'd say is aggressive um and he gets the best tune out of him uh, and danny Wisbanks traveled equally as well as copperhead coming around the home bend but then just tired on the running um I, I've always thought that Danny Wisbang was an out-and-out three-miler. And to see that he's tired over three miles on soft ground has disappointed me a bit. Um, it'd be interesting. It could be a wind operation or something like him uh, for that because I think he's better than that. And also sad for the connections of Alsa Mix. Um, she's been an absolute cracky uh, mayor for Alan King and... Mrs. Julie, June Watts, so con, con, commiserations there. I can't. It, what that was one of the, that was the first big blow of the weekend, really, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, Jim, and I said, I echo that completely, mate. Uh, regarding Cheltenham for, for these horses, Jim, Copperhead now a general 6 to 1 to win the National Hunt Chase, 2 for gold, generally 14s, and Danny Wisbank. Also, generally 14s. Would you see any of those as backable? Um, I, I like Copperhead, but I don't think six to one. Is six to one value, in my opinion. Yeah. Are we underrating him though? Because he's come through. Cause I, he's come through handicaps. Yeah, I'm sort of expecting the line to stop soon and go. Right, there you go. That's enough for you. I mean, um, he's, he's he's as short as sevens. But I mean, he's as short as sixes in places for the RSA. General sevens as well. Yeah, I yeah six to one's a good price. Um, I can't have carefully selected at three to one. You're a big fan of Champagne Classic in that national hunt, yeah. I am. Um, and I, I I agree with you on that. That I think carefully selected is arguably the most beatable favourite of the graded races at Cheltenham. Yeah, um, I'll be looking to get carefully selected beating that national hunt chase, and my finger could have, could land on Copperhead. Um, there's there's not an awful lot more in there that's exciting me really a lot of Manil's in that <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll touch on him later he ran really well in the Grand National trial the fact that he's third in the market for the RSA Jim I also find interesting because you could you, you could yeah. run him there because what's what really is it to be scared of and I know you'll say Manila Indoor but I, I know I'm a big champ fan but if I if I had another horse, I think I would want to take Champ on. Yeah, um, you know he he wouldn't he wouldn't worry me. Minella Minella Rindo has has been good 
how much you know he's but he's a hard horse to put a figure on at yeah. the minute with what he's, with what he's achieved over fences. The next two down in the market behind Copperhead and Alaho and Fahim, who both seem likely to run in the marsh. And then you've got battle over Doyen. You know, it's yeah. the, the, the strength in depth to the RSA this year doesn't particularly seem to be there. So I could see why Copperhead's connections might be tempted by a tilt at the big one, even though in a normal year he looks like a proper staying type and he might be better suited to the National Hunt Chase. This year, there might be more of a dilemma. They might not take too much difference in terms of winning. Yeah, very good point. Because if you look where Sam Brown was in the betting for the RSA, he was about third favourite when he's 12 to 1. And he's comfortably brushed him aside, even though Sam Brown's quite clearly not done his running. Um, yeah, that's a very, very good point. Um, Copperhead. Copperhead, why not? Yeah, why not go for the RSA? Even down the field, mate, there's not many outsiders you look at and you think Slate House will probably turn up in the RSA, I'd wager, over yeah. the mark. But then you look, look at Easy Game, Sam Crow, Master Tommy Tucker. He's going for the... I hope he goes for the marsh. Yeah, well, they run... Black Ops might run here. There's not, a lot, there's not a lot you can be scared of and Copperhead's the progressive no. one who no one really knows with. Yeah, exactly, mate. It's a very, very... The strength in depth to the RSA field just doesn't exist. Barring Champman, Ellerindo and Copper, then you're scrolling into the 20-to-1s to find horses you think might actually turn up. Well, that seemed likely to turn up. It's an interesting one. He's done it really well, though, Jim. How how high do you think his ceiling is? Um. Well, after that performance, I think he's, he's bang up there. Um. Do you, as your as your Grand National fan you are, do you see him running in a national within two years? Yeah, definitely. I'd be surprised uh, if he didn't. Uh, he's won this off a rating of one four five. He's going to have to go up at least seven. Um, he's going to have bigger fish to fry. He could be a one sixty, couldn't he? Could you see him then being next season competing in open graded company, or do you think that this year's Reynolds Town? Just wasn't quite up to that standard. I'd, I'm not willing to say. I'm going to sit on the fence. It's not like me. Um, I'm going to say that they, he needs to show me one more performance to say that he's going to be up there. But I won't be disappointed. I won't be surprised if he didn't back that performance up next time. That's very fair, Jim. Sometimes fence-sitting is a sensible option to take if you feel like you need more information. <laughs> oh, dear. It is. It is. I don't, I don't know why people get shit for it. Some, some, sometimes a sensible view to take is... Sit and win. I'd like to see a little bit more, and this is why I'd like to see a little bit more. Just, just people blustering in and... We, we, Bold, bold opinions with very little evidence to back anything up. Doesn't be treating. That just sums me up in one sentence. Oh, yeah, exactly, mate. Exactly. That's why it does me treating. I've had a two year of you doing that. <laughs> uh, we'll move on then to the Kelp Brace Swinley Chase. This was a very, very good performance. Arguably the one I was most impressed with this weekend uh, from Bally Optic winning his third race of the season off a mark of 157 to beat Valtor and Regal Encore as per usual placed in an Ascot handicap <laughs> up the boy uh, uh, Jim this was smashing from Bally Optic he's, he's, I've, I've got a little soft spot for him um, at the start of the season I had question marks about him I wasn't exactly sure if he's I as he's grown up, I feel like his dad. As he's grown up, um, I've, I've always questioned his jumping and whether he actually wants to be winning races. But he's he's I think jumped. That was a reasonable thing to question last season. He's jumped superbly here, and Sam Tristan Davis got a right tune out of him, and he's they've led all the way. Really, really strong performance. The solid form back in behind. Um, 
Voltor Voltor on a funny sort of race. Very funny. Um, outpaced and plodded and just sort of plodded on through that mud. Would you say that the ground... I thought the ground at Haydock was... Uh, Haydock was better than Ascot. I thought they were, I thought Ascot was horrendous. Oh, I don't know, mate. I don't know, mate. Haydock soft's a different type of soft, isn't it? I, I know Haydock love a bit of custard ground, but I, I, I found Ascot harder viewing purely because I'm, maybe I'm used to Ascot being a lot more better ground and a bit smoother. I hadn't, I hadn't, I haven't looked at the times. I haven't done any sort of analysis myself. Ascot was officially soft. Haydock was officially heavy. Uh, I don't know. No. But back to this race. Um, Bally Optic Grand National. Um, he'd be very, very, very interesting in that one. Um, what weights he got, do you know? Uh, he will carry... Let me have a look. He'll, he'll definitely be well in it, and he's one of the topper ones. I think he's around... Uh, 11, uh, 10, 10, 11. Yeah, so I'll get him, Warney. Um, Same as Yalorenka. You sort of... <laughs> of course, Yalorenka gets a mention. Um, you sort of see these sort of performances, like, it always happens, I find, that a horse for the Grand National uh, runs at the weekend of the way it's been released after, and they always go, oh, he's really well in, and then they all get really excited. And I don't want to fall into that trap again. Of going, oh, he's going to be well handicapped. Because what they're going to put him up for winning this? One. He'll have to be in the mid, mid to boat low one sixties. Yeah. Which is to be fair deserved. He's a Charlie All winner this season. Yeah. Um, I have question marks about the Charlie All now. I don't think he should be a grade two, but that's personal opinion. Races vary in terms of quality, Jim. Though one, one, one bad year, you know it won't. But it won't the Charlie Hall hasn't up. been that good for three or four years now. Again, mate, you rush, you rush it, and like you just said, scrap the attempts last week because you don't like the qualifying system. Rather than, rather than just completely do away with things, we've got to steadily. Uh, I'm not saying do away with it. I'm saying steadily finds ways to change it to a grade three. Um, but then, but then it'll be a great three handicap. But Ballyoptic, Ballyoptic definitely red. Bristol Demai, Irish Cavalier. They're the last four yeah. winners. It's only Bristol Demai really. Conve- there, conveniently including, conveniently stopping the year before Q card, beat Dean Aston. Well, I said, I said the last four years. So. Because because that suits your. Anti Charlie Hall agenda. I'm not anti Charlie. I went to the Charlie Hall this season. Jimbo uh, hates jockeys and he hates the Charlie Hall. I don't. I think Weatherby's Weatherby's one of the most underappreciated racecourses in the country. It's a very very stop fair saying, track. Stop saying and, nasty things about the best race. <laughs> uh, it's a very fair track and uh, good hospital. I went there for my birthday this year or last year, twenty first. That's how much I enjoy. Look at him. Trying to, he's trying to dig upwards. He's made himself an old, and the more he keeps talking, the further down he keeps getting. The hospitality is great, but the racing's rubbish. Well, I'm not, the racing isn't rubbish because Dan Skelton sends a lot of nice horses that go off decent prices there. So, <laughs> good racing. Um, right, that's enough about that. Sorry. Well, that's that, that, that's 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 what you get with grade two with grade two, Jim. Especially because Down Royal and the Betfair are in similar in. Close enough to I, think the, I, I think the day the Wine was on the same day because I watched uh, that race inside. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, exactly. And and as you say, the, maybe a rescheduling. They can vary in quality, Jim. They can just vary in quality, mate. Gonna, all all grade twos are like that. Do a good back backtrack and just reschedule the Charlie Hall. <laughs> Uh, first awful take from Mr. Watson this weekend. I'm sure how meant. I'm sure we'll get a couple more throughout. Uh, we've said Bally Optic, Jim. The next target looks to be the Grand National for him. And if it were anywhere else other than Aintree, I could make a case, but I've not been impressed by his jumping on either occasion he's been there. No, neither have I. Um, 
hopefully this season's a different year. He's in the best form he's ever been in uh, over fences. So, yeah. I, 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 he's, a, he's a risk worth taking, I think. So, I'll, let me have a look at the prices, pal. No problem. Uh, I, I'd, uh, if he was about 33s, he wouldn't be bad. That would be the lowest I'd go, 33s. I think that's about what he. I think that's about what he went off last season, off the back of a much poorer year. So if he is 33s, I, I guess you can make a case for him being a good price ballet optic. He's a best price 28s and general 25s. Mm, mm. Too short for me. Too short for me. We'll move on from that then, Jim. Uh, and just touch on the Give the Gift of Asker annual membership handicap hurdle. And this was an absolute rout from a juvenile, Nordano. Bolted up. And that really gives a massive boost to the form of Goshen and All Mankind, who've both beaten him earlier in the season. Good shout from you each way with Malaya coming home in second from Eden de Uh Jim, I'll, I'll let you lead here, mate. Nordano. You, very, you, you liked. Very, very impressive. Had very good form on heavy ground in juvenile races. He's been bumping into, um, been bumping into all mankind and some decent juveniles all season. And he, he was behind Cerberus. He ran in that Grade One at Chepstow, um, off a rain of one two eight. Which I, I think this is one of the first times I've seen a juvenile hurdler with a fair mark. We're in a handicap. Um, he's off. He were off one two eight here. Uh, Watching me off one five seven next time. Yeah, it's like the we after the race. We'll talk about it later. But for Sasaiko, uh, after he won at Haydock, that juvenile, they were going well in the studio. Whoever it was on racing TV, we're going to have to give him a rating of about one five four. I was like one five four. Jeez, he's had one absolutely blitzing performance at Haydock in heavy ground. And you're going to give him a rating of one five four. That's just ruined his career. Um, so very very good. Made all the running. Um, I've, been, I've been impressed by this performance. You've got nothing else to say really. I thought Malaya, my fancy for the race, was sat at the back of the field, ridden as if. She wasn't going to stay the, the distance, but she's plugged on well on the end. She's obviously just bumped into one. And uh, the big eye catcher for me in this race was Eden Who. I thought he was very, very outpaced. And a step up to three miles will certainly see him in better effect. Um, I think he's a three-mile hurdler winner waiting to happen. Um, he, he was... Uh, Scooter Mar gave him a right forceful ride towards the end, and he was absolutely flying. And I, I was very impressed with Eden Who I think it'd be interesting to see what the handicapper does with Nordano. Um, and where where does Nordano go now? Does he go Fred Winter? Does he go uh, try and Ferdinand? What would you do, Lou? Uh, the Fred Winter is more winnable. Fred Winter is more winnable. He's, he's well, all evidence this season suggests he's not as good as All Mankind or Goshen. But Mark for the Fred Winter now. I guess I guess it's going to be what high one, well mid one forties maybe, maybe one four three ish. Top in last year. They might put him up twelve. Yeah, you, you you could run in a Fred Winter off that top weight off top weight in last season. <coughs> Fred Winter ran off one four one. Yeah. So he would definitely be top weight or close enough to it, but he deserves to be off that form, and he is solid and very likable, and a big field handicap would probably actually see him to quite good effect. He's such uh, a pretty horse as well, isn't he? Big white face. Yeah, big white yeah, socks. Love a chestnut with a white face. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, he's done that really well, though, mate. And Neil King always tends to have a couple of horses that, that 
just a quite likable, good attitudes and, and and they can take a bit of bashing and I think Nodano is very much of that ilk. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd send him Fred Winter, mate. But so I think I'm in in agreement with you. I'd do the same. And then Jim, we will go to the Betfair Ascot Chase, the feature race of the weekend. Tough watcher, Jim Riders on the storm, and Janik are the only two to finish. Surname well below form, falling at the last. Great to see him get up. That was the best sight of the weekend after being down for a while. And Traffic Fluid, who was coming to win the race, falling at the last. Uh, what do you make of this, Jim? This has scrambled my head. It has scrambled mine as well. A very, very tough watch, as you've seen. Um, Hearts were in miles for surname as he was down after the last. He was a tired horse, wasn't he? Um, I did, I really didn't enjoy watching this race. I'm going to have to say, um, as a racing fan, I did not enjoy this race whatsoever. Um, well, are you saying that because they both out of the last storm, mate? You know, no. both jumped round. Um, this, this is going back to my point of Ascot. Not being right, I said. I thought Ascot should have been called off after that uh, optic race because they were finished, strung out like the washing. Um, it, it, I, I wasn't enjoying it anymore. Um, Riders on the Storm's done it well, though. You can't, can't take anything away from him. Um, we've slagged him, we've slagged him, we've slagged him on last week's pod, and now we're going to fill him up with praise. How did I get Riders on the Storm beat last season, by the way? Can I just state that? How did I get Riders on the Storm beat in two handicaps last season? How? The, Watts, the Watson money is, is bigger than a massive burden, Jim. <sighs> I'm, I fancied the absolute pants off him for the Claws Brothers. And <laughs> he fell at the third. And then he, I think he went to punch his time and disappointed. But what a purchase. 50 grand uh, from the horses in training sales from the Tafts and Carl Hinchley's done an excellent job uh, to pick him up for that cheap and now he's a grade one winner he's easily paid back his uh, his money in this 85 grand beating a solid field I'm so glad surnames up and alright Paul Nichols put or Harry Darren put some on this morning about them being in he's, he's, he's alright this morning um Janik has plodded on. Interesting point that uh, Sam Twiston Davis made in on Nook on Sunday yesterday. He said that going down that back straight, and I've just watched I've watched the replay back when he was talking about it. He just cocked his head a bit over the rail. I noticed this when he was running, and I wondered why. And I thought he was having a good look round. It was because the wind and the rain were blowing in his face, and he didn't like it. He didn't like running into it. <laughs> um, so. He's not ungenuine. I thought he was a bit ungenuine doing that. Um, but traffic fluid's come to the last to come and join him and it's just absolutely put down on Josh Moore. Um, although Josh Moore said after the race that traffic fluid had nothing left in the tank. Um, so it's questionable whether um, Riders on the Storm would have carried on galloping because he's, he's not stopped, has he, Riders on the no, Storm? No, he's seen, he's seen it out well. Um my, my, my impression when Traffic Fluid fell was that I thought Traffic Fluid was going to win the race at that stage. But given how well Riders on the Storm finished off, I wouldn't be 100% now. Yeah, my first impact, my first reaction was Traffic Fluid would, would have won. But five hours later, watching the replay back, I would have thought, I think Riders on the Storm would have held on. Um, two miles We're not before, allowed to change opinion, Jim. <laughs> Jeez, if I did, if I wasn't allowed to change my opinion, we, I'd be absolutely screwed. Um, I think we said he's the worst price horse for the Ryanair, and he do was. You, do you still agree? <coughs> how how much shorter is he? He's now six. Uh, no, that's reasonable. That's reasonable. He was he was too short a price on what he'd already achieved. Yeah, I'd have to agree with he you was, there. He was too short a price, and I can 
I don't. The bookies haven't overreacted to him winning a Grade One chase over the distance of the Ryanair because it's an impossible race to really put a figure on because you've got the odds-on favourite who's so clearly below himself. And the only real arrival for Riders on the Storm, you know, was a 40-to-1 outsider having his first start for almost two years. Well, he was just having a start just to get qualified for the National, wasn't he? Yeah, I'm, I wasn't sure whether Galloping on the South Pound's partnership were right about that. They, they tweeted that he was qualified for the Grand National. As far as I was aware, you had to complete a race and someone That's... questioned them with that. That's what I thought. I hadn't seen that tweet, but I, I turned to Miguel and said, I think you have to stay on your feet. Yes, so did I. But someone asked him, someone put, don't you have to stay on your feet? And, he, and they said, no, just just running a steeplechase. Right. That role must so have changed. I'm, I'm, not su- I'm not sure whether it's changed or we missed it, or whether, gal- or whether the galloping on the South Downs partnership are just mistaken and they'll need to get another run into him. Because it, 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 it didn't seem like it was just me that that thought they were the rules. You, like, yeah. you said yeah. yourself, yeah. I, I thought I, I, I thought that that was the case. I thought you had to... Because didn't one fall last season in something like this and then they had to run again? I, can't, I want to say, well, I can't remember. But off top of the head. But I, I thought that was the rule as well. But it'd be interesting to need the I'll BHA to clarify. Too. I find out, Jim. Uh, Riders on the storm then for the Ryanair. I mean, he'd have to have a chance, wouldn't he? A leading one. Yeah, you would do, wouldn't you? Um, is he? He's the best of the English. But would he beat Aplutar? No. Over over Frodon. Yeah, he's better than Frodon. Although Frodon round Cheltenham is. Five pound better arse in my opinion. So yeah, another stupid statement for me. What, what's going on? Um, he's better than last year's winner. No, he's not better than last year's winner. Um, how did I miss Frodon in the Ryanair market? I wrote it up here. Shaq on is not going to run. Uh, Delta Works not going to run. CS Emery's going champion. Another one. I think he got absolutely no chance at champion hurdle. Um, Dynamite dollars won't go here. Yeah. You'd have to think Aplutar, Min, Frodon, Riders on the Storm, they're the front four, aren't they? Yeah, they would be. And I'd still be with Aplutar. I'd still be Aplutar. That's fair, mate. That's very fair. Uh, surname, glad to see him up. How far below form was he here of? Everything about this should have played to his strengths. He didn't look... Again, he didn't look right. He looked the same as King George, I thought. Pre-race. He's just not got that spark. He's not bubbly. Like, when he was against Ascot, he he looked like, I am the real deal, look at me. Um, And he's just... He's just not been right, has he? I don't think... He's obviously been right at home and well enough to run, but not right as in... He's just not had that spark that he's had when he won this race last year. Um, put him away for the season now, if I were him, if I were Paul Nichols, and hope that he comes back better last year, uh, better next year. Yeah. <laughs> I've always tried to crab surname because he's the best horse in training, and I've not agreed with that. But I feel a bit sorry for him. That's yeah, I, I understand that. He's, he's 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 been very very visually impressive. And don't get me wrong, you cannot knock his first start of the season. It can't have become a disappointing season, but maybe maybe things just haven't been as straightforward for him since no. he had an hard race in the King George. Maybe he's just not quite. Maybe that's just knocked him back a little bit. I don't know, Jim. It was a hard thing for me. it was a hard thing to see, and I don't really have an explanation. Yes, um, I don't think his jumping was that good either. I thought it was a bit chancy at a few, putting a few extra strides in another. That was my main take from surname. I didn't think his jumping was that good. We'll move away from Ascot then, mate, and start at Haydock with the Rendlesham Hurdle, Jim. 
And you were <laughs> right to keep the faith with Emmy Tom. Yes. Um, but there was some serious money on Emmy Tom. Um, I woke up Saturday morning. Well, yeah. Saturday morning, I woke up expecting to be about four to one, five to one around about him. And you were about two to one. And I thought, Christ. Um, I could have had a bit of eights during the week. And he brushed this field aside nicely. Um, obviously, you've got to say that the World's End's not run his race. So you can put a, there's a, a big question mark around this because he's been. Has he been the best three-mile English hurdler other than Paisley Park this season? Yeah, I'd, I'd said that before. Uh, I don't think it was a particularly huge gap over everything else he had, but I, I, I think his form with winning a grade a grade one, a grade two, and then only being beaten by Fissel Crack and Paisley Park, I, 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 I don't think anyone could have made a, a better case for another horse. But, he's, yeah, he's got his season back on track, Emmy Tom. Um, of course, you've got a you've got a question because I really like Emmy Tom, and I, I think he could be a serious challenger to Paisley Park. However, you've got a question. He's beaten Donna's Diamond, who's a cracking sort. Would won this race before and run well in. Has Donna's Diamond won this race? Before? I think. She, yes. Uh, and always runs well at Haydock. Um, Beating an 11-year-old by eight lengths, meh. One night in Milan, probably not up to this standard. Lucky to finish third in a grade two. You've got to grab the form a bit. Um, he's won easily. Uh, Warren Greycheck said that he's a bit of a behind-the-bridle horse, which that seems to be becoming a bit of a term in staying hurdlers now. He's a behind-the-bridle, like Paisley Park is, but it just hits them customary flat spots and powers on. I didn't think... Emmy Tom hit a flat spot at the weekend. Did you? Uh, not something I'd, I'd particularly considered, mate. No, he just gave him a flick round the uh, with the whip after jumping the last, and he soon motored away. Very, very good performance. Um, <laughs> Do you have a question mark with Cheltenham Farm for him? Or are you just well, putting he- a line through that? run last time it wouldn't worry me it's only one well I, 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 I guess you'd have to it's it's reasonable to question it but it was one run where he was clearly massively below himself yeah Warren Greycheck you know, said he, he wasn't tuned up to the nines for that yeah and, and, and you could that, that, that was so bad that it probably would have been very bad anywhere yeah. Uh, and I know you said you see him as a serious challenger to Paisley Park, but that's that's bollocks, that, isn't it, mate? Surely, like he's, he won't be close to him. I'm seeing him finish second to Paisley. Oh, but that, yeah, but not not as in like an actual challenger. I think he'll be travelling better than Paisley going to the last. Yeah, get yeah, yeah. That, that, that's fair, but he, he doesn't beat him. He doesn't get close to beating him. Mm, I'd I'd like to question we, that. We all want we all want something to. I don't. No, we, we I, I want Paisley no, Park to win easy. No, I, I I understand that, mate. I so do I. But we, you know, everyone with with this. Uh, Like we've seen if the cat fits earlier in the season, any decent staying hurdler that hasn't yet faced Paisley Park immediately becomes like the chosen one. Yeah, you are the chosen one. <laughs> who might who might be able to beat him? If the cat fits, if the cat fits was second fab for the uh, for the stayers hurdle, solely pretty much on the basis that he hadn't yet been beaten by Paisley Park, and when he Correct. met Paisley Park, he got spanked. Yeah, and I I imagine a similar thing will happen to Emmy Tom. Yeah. Do you know Chomps in on Bet three six five Chomps five to one first day as well? Yeah, he's entered. Yeah, that'll be an on run no bet. Yeah, but that, that's interesting that they have they left him in. Yeah. Running scared of Miller Endo. Running scared. 
on that note, Jim, we'll move on. Do you want to touch on the Victor Ladorum? It's a psycho. Yeah, I'll just brush up upon it. It's a psycho. Very, very impressive. He jumps very, very nicely. Heavy ground, soft ground. Every day of the week, he's going to bully him. Um, I was very impressed with this performance. Question marks on the phone. There wasn't a lot in there. Uh, Grand Roy didn't turn up, sadly, Lou. Uh, so he jumped ship on Sasaiko and he jumped very, very well, travelled well. Uh, and I, I think soft ground is the absolute key. He's got a big galloping action. And th- this was one of the most impressive winners, in my opinion, this weekend. Um, he, he very likeable. And I, I think be interesting to see where they go next. Uh, because he'd have to be a trying force after that performance. Uh, Sir Psycho is where is he? Sixteen to one for the triumph. I'm at this moment in time, Lou. I'm probably going to have a couple of players in triumph closer to the time. Um, a couple. Yeah, because why is Discarama entering in the triumph? Is that a different Discarama? I wasn't, I wasn't aware of anything like that. On Bet365, I've heard Discarama's 33-1. to 1. Is that, I hope that's a different Discarama. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, who, who, who are some of the ones you're considering then, mate? Well, I'm going to try and get the front three beat. And I, I may end up with egg on my face, but I'm quite happily sit there and eat egg off my face. Uh, I think Grand Roy... If the ground turns to cycle, and I'm looking forward to mine the crack. He was entered. He's a Paul Rooney Arsex Mark John Mark Johnson on the flat, and now with Harry Fry, he was entered for yesterday at Exeter when it was called off, and I've been waiting for him to come out and run. He's about forty to one. Um, I'm looking forward to him coming out and jumping a hurdle, and I quite like him to get his head in front. Um, I'm I'm looking to try and get this front three beat because I feel like they could go lickety split up front and set the race up for something later on. And that that may be the most stupid decision I've ever made. But if I was to have one of the top three, it'd probably be asked by a tower. So Fair enough, pal. Uh the National Trial Gym I mean I I, I can't believe I didn't question you on on the preview podcast going uh, tipping a horse running off one six two around Haydock on heavy ground in the middle of February <laughs> over three and a half miles. I can't believe I just let you say that and me not not <laughs> mental. Because uh, this race tends to be one by one down at the very bottom, and it was again this year smooth stepper, just edging out the brave Lord do many Yalarenki back in third, solid as all. Uh, smooth Stepper's going for the Midlands National next, mate. That's probably his sort of level. But Lord Dumeny ran a cracker, Jim, and like you said earlier, he's in the National Hunt chase. Uh, would you consider him a potential candidate for that? Uh, probably not, but it'd, um, it'd probably be a, it'd be interesting to see where he'd finish, because he's going to get put up in the weights again for this and he's slowly creeping up he's going to be a 150 um, it's, it's again the same question that we had early on with Copperhead he's, where is the ceiling and I keep thinking he's hit the ceiling and then he ploughs through it um, you'd have to go for National Chase would you National Chase and then go to the French Grand National thing that that appears to be the plan, mate. Although I I would like to see him in a national, mate. So would I, I but it's that record of seven-year-olds, isn't it? Again, though, it's a different race nowadays. Yeah. Tiger was eight when he won his first one, and I know eight's not seven, but it's not. <laughs> Cheers for that, Luke. It's not miles away. You know, yeah. I I I I don't think it will be particularly. Uh, I think we'll see a seven-year-old winner not too far in the future. Yeah. Because if if, if they're experienced enough, which Lord Dumeny 
he's battled hard and enough. You know, he's won a Tommy Whittle last fling and finished second in a national trial. And then if he runs in the, and then if he runs in the four miler as well, well, they're not quite the four miler, but you know, to, to me that that that's a profile of a horse who could cope in a national. Yeah. Unless you think he's physically got more development to do, but no, the the record of seven year olds, it's clearly it's clearly a stat, but it's a stat I personally choose to ignore. Mhm. Uh, speaking of Grand National auditions as well, Jim Ramsey's to take another win over hurdles. He's going to go to the Potato Race en route to entry. Uh, what chance would you give him? No, I give him no chance in Patera race, but he's. I absolutely love Ramsey's to take. I'm gonna. Why would you give him no chance in the potato race? He's won. <sighs> he's won two of these races, but they've not, they've not been exactly the strongest. Um, maybe no chance is a bit harsh, but it'll be be about six or seventh plodding on. Um, I, I, I fancy him more now for the national. Um. Ramsey, what price is Ramsey's to take for the Albert Bartlett? Nine to one. Because he's not the flashy one, because he's gone from fences to hurdles, people keep underestimating, and he was underestimated in the market again. Like, I think five to six was a very, very good price. Um, he should have been a lot shorter on, on the form. That he, he was eight pound better off than Kaluki, and he was carrying, the, he was carrying a penalty as well. So he, he was still, in handicap terms, he was fairly well off at the weights. The rest of the field weren't clearly going to be good enough to be beating him. And he's, oh, he's so likeable. He just gallops and gallops and tries and tries. David Noonan rode into perfection, knows it in, inside and out by now. Um, yeah, this performance was, this was my uh, reserve I mean, did you see my next best and my nap of the weekend both pulled up? <laughs> what, a, what a weekend we had. Um, but the reserve finally pulled through. We had to wait till half four for that. And, yeah, um, good performance. I, I don't see him being competitive in the Albert Bartlett, but I do see him being competitive in the national. Fair enough, bud. Do you want to talk about the Potemps qualifier or has that been scrapped? Yeah, nah, not with that fussed about it. Um, well done to the winner. Um, Welsh Saint, Sue Smith's horse, he's always run well in races at ADOC, Silver Eclipse did, and Kilbrick and Stormy's now finally entered in the Potemps. Um, guitar Pete snuck in for the sixth place. Uh, no, no, everyone will start backing that, oh, it's finished sixth. Can he ride? Um, yeah, Potemps races annoying me. So yeah, fair enough, mate. We'll move over to Ireland then, and we'll start with Silos Emery, another champion hurdle contender. They're coming out week by week, but this one, Jim, doesn't seem to be daft. I quite like this, and I think you can make a sensible case for why he's a potential champion hurdler. You make his case then, because I'm. I'm I'm on opposite end at Richter scale. I don't fancy for a champion hurdle. Grade one winning novice hurdler beat Mellon at Punchestown. Second season hurdle. Only a length, well, within two lengths of beating Mick Jazz to win the Ryanair hurdle. Uh, don't think he stayed when he was in the Hatton's Grace, but even then he was behind Super Sunday Nichols, Canyon Apples, Jade. Practically flawless over fences until he fell at Leopardstown. And back today, all right, it's not the strongest of races, but what it what it does show is that he's still operating as a similar level as he was as a novice hurdler, and that might be enough. Yeah, it it might well be enough, but I've watched his jumping, and his jumping's not exactly blown me away uh, over a hurdle. Um, he jumps and satisfactory, but in a champion hurdle, you go in a serious gallop. He's, he's jumped him a bit airy. This isn't a normal champion hurdle, though, Jim. I, I, I don't care what champion hurdle Horses will. Horses got... No, you, I, 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 I think you're wrong, mate. I, I, I think that you can... 
is Silos Emirate in terms of unt- uh, well, Epitons the unknown quantity. Epitons the unknown quantity, and I guess Honeysuckle is if if she runs as well. But Silos Emery should be good enough to to be jumping slightly scrappily here and there, and still be better than Pentland Hills in my opinion. Mm. Pentland Hills are wind operation this week. Yeah, needed to really. Yeah. Um, so, no, I'm 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 not a big CS Emery fan over hurdles. I I am a big fan of me over fences, but um, there was something about that performance that didn't exactly blow me away. Um, he, he's beat. Um, he's beat Durasso, who becoming a bit disappointing now Durasso and that's his ground so um, Sios Emery is now 7-1 to number and all bet for the champion hurdle so that's another one to chuck in 22.5 grand to supplement him and good luck to him for giving it a go <laughs> look at the field in the champion hurdle Christ it's horrendous isn't it yeah that, 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 that's, that's why I, I find it strange that you're uh not particularly impressed. No, he did it well, but I, I feel like he, he needs to do a bit more. I, I, I would have quite liked to have seen him win it by a bit further. Visually, he wasn't that impressive, I don't think. Although he's won, although he's won by however many lengths, seven lengths, nine and a half lengths. His jumping wasn't that good, I didn't think, and that'd be something I'd question. And also, the fact that they're going to supplement C.S. Emery means that the Benny De Gere's not going to run. That was my other point to take from this race. Yeah, I, I agree with that, but I just, I don't think, I, I think this this was a as much of a, not fact-finding mission, but just a bit of a, to make the Mullins mind up. A bit of a taste, just to go. Exactly, mate. Yeah. Exactly, to say, right, we've, we've got a horse here. Because they do, they've got Shaq and Porsoir for the champion chase, so why not Why not spread the bullets? Yeah. Typical Mullins, he'll spread them out, won't he? And why blame him? I don't blame him for doing it. No, me neither, mate. I think he's I think he's going to go very well in the champion hurdle, if I'm honest, pal. He's, mm. he's a horse. I'd definitely be bearing in mind for that. Uh, and Chris's dream, continuing his upward trajectory this season in winning the Red Mills chase from Shattered Love and Snow Falcon. Ryanair or Gold Cup, Jim, for this fella? I quite like to see him be ridden aggressively in a Ryanair. Um, Problem is, it's to Bromhead. Yeah, that's my thing, and if Aplutai goes there, obviously not. Um, you... You'd have to chuck him into the Gold Cup picture with this performance. I, I was quite impressed with this. Interesting that Rachel Blackmore stayed wide on all the rides on that day. And I think she had two or three winners, I think. Uh, and this was one of them. She, De Bromhead said after the race that um, he had question marks going this way around, uh, going right-handed, um, which was interesting. So she kept him wide as if he was going left and just kept going on him, set, set sail for home with three to go, and he just gave Rachel Blackmore everything. Very good ride. You're, you, you've had this horse on your agenda slash radar for longer than me. Um, have you always seen him as a Gold Cup prospect? Chris's dream. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't think he was that good. I didn't think he was that good. I liked him when he won the. I thought he was the. Uh, I thought he'd win the Tritown when he won the Tritown. Uh, impressed that he's been able to do this back down in trip, although with real steel running no sort of race. You'd have to question really, it, wouldn't you? I wouldn't say question it, but there wasn't a particularly speedier type than him. You know, Shattered Love, Death Duty 2 a Permi, are all better known probably as three milers nowadays. Snow Falcon 
operates over two and a half, but isn't an out and out. You know, he's two and a half to three rather than two to two and a half. Yeah. So I I, I wouldn't read into that two and a half on heavy ground as Chris's dream being suddenly being a pacier horse than we gave him credit for. Uh, look, he has he has to go for the Gold Cup off what he's done this season. Mm-hmm. He merits his place in the lineup there. Uh, do I think he's good enough at the minute? Probably not. Boost for the Champagne Classic form. That's all I'm saying. We've got within half a length of him. Yeah. At Navin last, uh, yeah, Navin last season. But yeah, it, it, look, it, it was a good run. It was a good run. And uh, he's having a good year. He is. But and you might as well chance your arm in Gold Cup, mightn't you? Exactly, pal. Exactly, pal. And finally, Jim, we'll stay in Ireland. Moving on to the Sunday, the boy and hurdle. Cracking smart. I don't understand that. He's won the boy and hurdle uh, from Penhill. Tiger Hall, a very, very satisfactory return to action back in fifth. Jim, what did you make of the Tiger's performance? I, I thought the Tiger showed all the ability that was has always been in there. He won this race last year. He obviously couldn't win it this year. He, he's had his niggles pre-season and his injury. But he's travelled beautifully and he's just he's not been given a hard time out wide he's just been hands and heels pushed along after the second and he's a very very I'd say it was more it, it was just a satisfactory performance that's what I was expecting to, to see Tiger Roll travels around the outside cruises into the race and then something just kicks on uh, from the front and cracking smart his stable companion was that um He's a funny horse to get my head round, cracking smart. I, I just, I don't know when he's going to win. I don't know what he's going to do. Well, that was his first win since 2016. Hey, well, sorry, 2017. Sorry. I just thought he was the natural successor to Blow by Blow. <laughs> I just thought he was so clearly on the downgrade and didn't want it anymore. I don't understand how he's done that. Like he's formed this season. Nothing suggested. Nothing suggested he'd be capable of winning that. No, nothing. He was just regressing and regressing and regressing. But fair play to him. Uh, like you said, yeah, I was. You'd have to be very happy with the tiger on that. And Carrying eleven eight as well. Yeah, and Penhill, mate. He could place behind Paisley Park. Yeah, you, you, he's been campaigned more aggressively this season than we've previously seen. He's been made of cotton wool. Um, yeah, you, you could quite easily see him. He's got good Cheltenham form. Albert Bartlett stays a little winner uh, in the past. You could see him being placed in behind Paisley Park. Um, Backerson's run well as well. I was I, He ran better than I was expecting. Um, be interesting to see what they do with him because he ran in last year's Gold Cup, didn't he? Uh, yeah, uh, two years ago. Two years ago, and he, did he fall? He, he fell in the first. So, be interested to see where they go. They could go stairs hurdle. They could go. I don't know where else he's entered, but I'm talking rubbish. Um, so yeah, and also quick mention. I know we slagged off. Well, I slagged off the ten up, and obviously Chase Grade Two. But you strongly fancied Captain CJ, didn't you? And well done for you for that. Um, good performance. Um, backing up the uh, Manila indoor form as we love to see and yeah I, I yeah, I'll give him a good mention because you, you you fancied him it went, yeah, went a I decent did. price I did he's a lovely he's a lovely horse he's an absolutely lovely horse uh, really likeable really consistent and just kept bumping into good ones mm. uh, in, in his beginners chases uh, the Irish Nationals the plan for him next uh, he'll probably get a mark around 150. Well, maybe slightly below 150, 148, something like that. And he'd have to have a chance in that. Uh, I know we're primarily a National Hunt podcast as well, but I want to mention Catchy, who, as I, I say, I, I am a Trump's man through and through. But the two horses on the flat, I think I I would tune in and watch during a you know, a jump stay with Catchy and Batash and I just love the pure pace of him and just gutted, just gutted, just commiserations to Dave uh, Dave Lowe, is it, and Tom Daskin and everyone com- uh, connected to the arse, just 
a nightmare, really. Devastating, wasn't it? Absolute nightmare, and it just makes makes you nervous. Cause I've got I've got Glenn in at Donny on Wednesday. Uh, I'll I'll be there for that, and uh, if if he if he gets decked up, and yeah, I guess it just just illustrates how how easily things can go wrong and how much we want. We just wish they never do. Just one more horse to touch upon just before we finish. I was impressed by St. Bart's in the last at Ascot. Um, not the last, the last hurdle at Ascot. Um, he won off a rate of 118 in that. He's won very well. He looks like an out-and-out staying chaser. Um, next season, the national chase. I know it's a long way to... Uh, to be targeting horses for the national chase, but next season he'll definitely want a fence. He's a big, leggy type, and once he grows into that frame, I think he'll be very, very good. Um, he'll get put up seven pounds for winning that. He'll be in mid one twenties, um, and I still think there's a bit of juice in his mark to come because he's going the right way. And Ben Jones gave him a very, very good ride. In I should have made him my main fancy of the weekend. Because he was on the day. But anyway, that's all from me, Lou. Yeah, I like that, Jim St. Bart's uh, progressive through handicaps. Uh, that's it for this weekend's review. We'll be back on Thursday to preview uh, the Adonis and Dovecut and all that from Kempton. And then I say it's just creeping closer and closer to the festival. Is it two we'll weeks next it. week? I think so, mate. Christ. It's, 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 we're in the middle of February already. What's going on? Time's just flying. <laughs> Time anyway. is flying, mate. And it can't come quick enough. Can't the festival. Uh, thanks a lot for this episode of Perth Talks. And we'll see you all again very soon. See you later.